Hello and welcome to the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. On today's episode, we have the great privilege of the great Pat McCrossan, who's a director on the Hastings United board and a long-time fan. Also, with FA Cup fever in the air, I managed to talk to long-time fan John Wills about his memories of that cup run and more else besides. Anyway, here's Pat McCrossan. Fans at the Pilot Field, obviously we know you're from your choice music selections before kick-off and at half-time, <laughs> you know, but, and obviously your visible presence around the ground. But it's like, when, when did your relationship with the club start? Like, when, when did you start supporting? I know obviously you, you, were, you were a long, a long-time fan, but like, when, when did that relationship start? Well, I mean, some, some of my involvement with the club was very sporadic back in the sort of mid-90s. I lived in Canterbury. Um, yeah. And I had my brother-in-law and my sister lived in Downs Road, which is just opposite the yeah. ground. Yeah. So I would come down and visit them, and occasionally, if I'd got it on a Saturday, I'd come up and watch, you know, watch a game. Yeah. So it was very, very sporadic, and there wasn't really a connection as such, other than I was going to go and watch a football game. Yeah. Um, it was when um, I moved from Canterbury in 2001. Yeah. Um, my mother um, lived in Hastings and was um, quite elderly and frail and I just wanted to sort of move to the area so I could be sort of yeah, closer to it. Yeah, like. natural, natural family thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that came about and in my first um, few weeks I thought, well, I'll go up and watch the football. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those games where you really would rather forget it. Mm. And, well, I obviously have, because <laughs> I can't remember the game. Um, and you remember the score, though? It was <laughs> um, about 3-0. Yeah. 3-1, <laughs> uh, I think it was. And anyway, um, I was talking to a colleague at work, because I actually worked at the complex. Yeah. And they said to me, look, you know, you've got to give it another chance. And I said, go up to a game, and, you know, if you don't, if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Oh, okay. And I thought that's quite a good deal, really. Yeah. Um, no lose there. Yeah. And I went back up, uh, this is about 2002, um, 2003 time, watched a game and actually got quite into it and thought, because I've always loved football, um, got quite into the game and I thought, you know, I'll come back when I can. Yeah. And gradually over the 2003-04 season, I became more and more regular. Yeah. And then in 2005, the 5-6 season, I began to start helping out oh, okay. on the ground, um, just doing the odd thing, really. I, I remember Simon Rudkins at the time was the programme editor. Oh, and, okay. And um, I'd do an occasional piece for the programme, because I liked kind of writing. Yeah. I remember I used to walk around the ground after the game and just pick up the litter, um, which even now takes a long period of time <laughs> for people to do, you know. Quick newsflash, we've still got a few tickets available for our FA Cup game on the 12th of September. We're playing Hearn Bay. To get a ticket, go to the Hastings website, which is hastingsunited.com, or go to the club's Twitter page, at HastingsUFC, and follow the links. And now, back to Pat, we rejoin him as he talks about his high regard for you fellow Hastings fans. They are, um, there's, there's, I've run out of words for them, really. They... They give me great joy. They they never cease to amaze me. We could go to the moon to play a friendly. Mm. Although probably Hams travel, the coach company 
probably charge a bit for friendly that far, but we could go, <laughs> you know, we could go to the ends of the earth, and I'm sure as we walk on, to, the players walk onto the pitch, you will see them behind the goal, yeah, with their flags, with their mm. drum, mm. singing loud and proud. Mm. No, that, I loved, I loved that when I when I you know when I because um, I was a behind the goal guy, I, mm. I banged a snare drum, mm. and I keep threatening Billy, you know, if you buy a snare drum, I might go back behind the goal and bang it with them. <laughs> Um, and he's thinking of it because I loved that atmosphere yeah there are games when I quite like to sit in the stand and when you want to study something yeah when you really want to study the play from a different angle and yeah. an all seeing angle the stand's the right place but when of you course. want atmosphere of course yeah and to you know suck that ball into the goal yeah there's no better place than behind it yeah there really isn't like um, the support like the the supporters club, you know, independent supporters club. Like actually, like we've been really switched on this year, and uh, a lot of people there have done a great job. And the sign up rate. I mean, I don't know if you know Pat. I don't know if your daughter told you or not, but like we've got tons of people signed up to it now. Yeah, she's and you know she's very pleased with that. I, I know that Adam is, and that's the reason why I actually signed up for it because I actually thought you know. You should be honorary member. You should be the honorary chairman. Pat. I was made an honorary member once. Yeah. Um, but I don't oh. know where that piece of paper is. Yeah, you need to find it. <laughs> You'd have saved yourself a tenner. It, it, it was written on the back of a backpack. Yeah, box, probably. You know. But um, I just thought, you know, there's, there's no better way of sort of endorsing something by actually paying and becoming a member of it yourself. So, mm. look, you know, this is a good thing to join. Yeah. And I think, is it? I mean, I was chairman quite a few years ago um, for a couple of seasons, and I was lucky there was a really good, strong committee. Yeah. And it's a bit like I can see the committee now, the direction it's going in. Yeah. Um, that will generate support, not just for the club, but for the supporters' club themselves, mm. because as a, as a separate entity, in one sense, yeah. there must be a great, you know, feeling of community of being part of the supporters club that goes out and does their own functions goes out you know has a good time together and then on a Saturday um, yeah you know no 100% I mean we, we, you know we're, I mean obviously it's early days in the season I know that, that there's a lot of things that we're thinking of, of of doing and planning but obviously now that we've got uh, a, a fairly whopping great amount of money behind us there's lots of things that we could do for the supporters and obviously things that we can do for the club as well you know like I mean, it's yeah, it's just a win-win yeah. it's a win-win um, that's it and, and that's, that's the beauty of the supporters club you can do stuff for the supporters but also help the club mm, out as well absolutely benefits yeah and you know for years it struggled the supporters club yeah well not and, now not no, now. now yeah no it's great to see it it really is no. um, anything that you know I can do to support the supporters club I will gladly do yeah, well, we, we, that's already a given Pat um, you know I mean I'm, I, I, obviously I personally don't really know you that well but um, from my interactions with others and, and what I saw uh, particularly the last season's um, uh, talk that Chris gave yeah um, the, your passion for the supporters came through very strongly so you know that's that's just a given what one of the things i wanted to ask you though pat was obviously you're a director now right yeah so how did that like how did that sort of transition from being a fan to a director happen um 
and like how what well, one of the things that you know I'm thinking is that how do you not let your your heart rule your head? You know, because once you're a director, you got to be sensible, <laughs> and you got to, you know like how do you know? One thing I say to everybody is, is when I walk through the gates of that of the ground, um, gradually I started to fall in love with the club. Mm. Not necessarily everybody that was in it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you work with people. I've I've worked with some wonderful people, you know, um, and still do. But it was the club, the capital C, that I fell in love with. Yeah, and I just saw my role as doing whatever was needed. Mm. Whatever I was asked to do. Yeah. So that did start off with with litter picking after games, you know, um, um, sweeping stands, helping sell programs, working behind the bar now and again. Um, the only place that I probably haven't done anything is on the pitch because Simon's seen the level of my back lawn, you know. So, <laughs> um, it's, uh. it's but gradually you sort of get into it. And then I did safety officer for a few years. Yeah. Um, which I thoroughly enjoyed and. Suddenly, Tom Newman, um, who still comes to the ground, I still see him so last week at Eastbourne. Okay. Um, he was the PA guy for many years. Yeah. He just uh, wants to do other things on his, you know, so to go and watch other games. And yeah. Just sort of step down. So I took over the PA. Um, and that was in Well, you, you own it. You own it, Pat. I mean, this. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you. have a word with you about that. Yeah. <laughs> between Tom and I is that obviously he gave up at the beginning of the 2013 season I think it was yeah and of course I then get the cup run yeah and the mm-hmm. Harrogate out and the <laughs> um, doing the announcements live on the television and I know I, I bumped into him at one point he said for goodness sake he said I was there 20 years yeah <laughs> got nothing he said you were there 8 months <laughs> um <laughs> He was delighted. He was delighted. Yeah, of course, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Years, but, you know. So, how did it de- develop into director? I mean, when Dave Waters was chairman, you know, I used to tease him. I used to say, "Go on, make me director," and, you know, in fun, partially because really, there was a bit of me that uh, that wanted to sort of be part of. I'll uh, take on a, a more managerial role, well, like fun, you know, like um, finance wise. Yeah. But there was also that, that element of fun where I actually knew that there was no way that I had these skills and abilities <laughs> to do it. Um, and, you know, we'd quite often chuckle about that. And again, you know, I had a great time working with Dave. He was, David, he was, his, uh, you know, a much misrepresented chairman, I think, you know. Was he? I, I, um, I, didn't, I didn't know him at all, so. He was I mean, very, very kind and generous, yeah. to, you know, to, to us and to those that worked with him. And I was able to see um, firsthand with him just what sort of decisions they had to make on a mm. daily basis. And you just think, well, you know, I don't think I'd want to have to do this. Yeah. Because, you know, at the time, especially before Middlesbrough, mm. the club had to run as, as a business because, you know, other non-league clubs were, were stumbling financially yeah. and, you know, Hastings had in, in the past stumbled financially yeah. so it was very tricky but it was great fun and mm. I guess when Dave left I, I you know I was I was I was quite sad when he left because he'd been such a big part of yeah. my joining the club mm. he'd been the reason I did it for those years as well as the fact that I had this part of me that was now attached to the club yeah 
is that makes sense? Yeah, of so, course it does, yeah. Dave, you know, when I became the PA guy, he um, he asked me to be supporters liaison officer to try and start getting a, a link between the board and the supporters. Yeah. So that's when I learned a bit more about boardroom stuff. Yeah. Dave decided to sell the club, and then I was at a game, I think it was Carshall, that and Dave Allrod came up to me, Dave and Allrod and I always chatted at games, yeah. and he said, oh, he said, um, he said, do you know who's taken over the club? And I said, oh, no, I don't, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> some things I know, but on this yeah. occasion, I just don't. I wasn't in that meeting. Yeah, and he, he said to me, sorry, he said, he's, he's in the ground today. I said, is he? And he said, yeah. I said, where is he then, Dave? And he just said to me, well, you're looking straight at <laughs> So, So we had a good old laugh about that. I wished him well and congratulated him. Um, three days later, he rang me and just said, I want you to be a director of the club. Sorry. You know, I was speechless. Um, oh, wow, because yeah. to me, suddenly all this, oh yeah, I'll be a director sort of thing. Yeah, pull up um, or shut up now. <laughs> it was now, what do I do? Yeah, and Christ. What do you do to, to, what do you do, you know, how do you even start to think about it? Because to me, it's becoming, custo becoming a custodian mm. of something that has been very precious to a lot of people over yeah. many, many years. Yeah. So for a brief moment in time, you know, it's like holding a precious jewel, isn't it? Mm. And that yeah. weight of that still sits with me every day when I go into a match. I walk in and I just think, you know, we've got to do our best here. Yeah. We've got to pass this on in good. Not yet, though. Not yet, Pat. Don't, don't be no, passing no. it on yet, mate. <laughs> no, I, want, I want to get to at least League Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hang on. I like that talk. I like that talk, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well we are ambitious, you know. Oh, of course. I mean, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you a tiny bit. Obviously, the management team, and obviously Chris, who is just a ledge, you know. And no one's going to, you know, no one's going to say a bad word about him. He's he's a fantastic. We're very lucky. We're very lucky to have him and Pete and all the rest. Um, I'm not sure about Pete's hair, but um, well, I don't know what to, you know. He needs to have a look at that haircut, Pete. He might, he might hit me if he sees me. Though the um, bunch and and they've got us playing fantastic football. J just as an example, uh, my, my 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 oldest boy, who's eighteen, looks on. I said, "Look, come down. I guarantee you that yep. you will be impressed. Yeah, I guarantee yep. you because there has been years that I've gone before where it has been shocking the football at, at the pilot field. Yeah, he, my son, came along, and." He was, you know, he was like, you know what, this is this is really good, and I'll, I'll come again. And you know, I managed to, I have managed to get him to come to some games, and uh, he's coming the, the the cup game wins that and two is it week yeah. Saturday, isn't it? Is it week Saturday? Yeah, cup week game? Saturday, yeah, yeah. So the week Saturday, the cup, yeah. You know, so it's not just us being massive fans. This is the this is the reincarnation of Brazil because we're biased. It, the, there is other people that are not have no link with the club that are like this is really good. This is this, this is football in the right sort of tradition, played with with passion um, and and skill. At least since Chris has been there, but even before to except, but definitely since Chris has been, we've been spoiled. Um, so there's my gushing praise. Obviously, you agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, the brand of football that we have is a joy to watch. You know, I've had, well, I'm sure you have as well, many a time I've had a way supporter come up to me and after they've been thumped saying, my goodness, you know, I'm d disappointed we lost, but, you know, the way you guys were playing. Yeah. Chris studies football to the nth degree. He's, mm. he's meticulous. 
about his football. I don't think I've really met anyone quite like him. And that's no offence to the previous managers we've had. Mm. Because every manager's different. They all bring of something are, yeah. to the table. You know, and pretty much all of them know more about football tactics than I do. Oh, yeah, right. That's not, you know, I love football, but, you know, put me in charge of a team and it's probably going to start dropping all the way down. <laughs> so they all, you know, they all bring different stuff to the table. Yeah. What Chris bought was something completely different, you know, and a pressing style of football, um, playing out from the back, you know, starting moves off right from the back, patient passing, going, yeah. building and building, then pressing and pressing. Yeah, it's just it was just incredible to watch. You know that that, that sort of Guardiola, and I will say Bielsa. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I wondered when his name would um, come up. Yeah, got a shoe on him. <laughs> <laughs> but just incredible football, and that then generates lots of things with it. It generates um, confidence in the players. Confidence in the players. They win, then they win, then they mm. win. And when they keep winning, you kind of forget how to lose. Just like if you keep losing. Sean Ray said this once to me. You know, yeah. If you keep losing, you can't remember how to win. Yeah. And if you keep winning, you, you can't remember how to lose. Mm. That was building in Chris's first season. And oh. then last season, really caught fire. And yeah. then, you know, bringing in Billy, who is like um, a tornado with his yeah. enthusiasm and yeah. his, you know... Um, his his just positivity, if you like. Yeah. That the football getting better and better and better. If you could get better and better, building up momentum. People are coming in. They're getting engaged. Mm. They're talking about us because we're we're not just the team to beat. We're the team to watch. Yeah. That's that's um, that's that's definitely that's a massive point there. We didn't know how to lose really. I, I mean, I remember that. Oh god, I forget in the away game we were losing two nil. And we were we just having an off day, and uh, Kenny Pope. Oh, was it seven? seven was it seven? Eight? And Kenny Pope yeah. came on. Yeah. Um, and and obviously yeah. George had his top off, and there, there was all yeah. sorts of shenanigans, and and we still didn't think we were going to lose. And uh, yeah. you know, and and you you could say, all oh, right, yeah, you know, Chris has thrown Kenny on because he knows that we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to get a bit direct here. We're struggling a little bit. The players just, you know, it was oh, just a happy memory. He knows how to adapt, yeah. in my opinion. you know, We play a certain way. Everybody knows that. Mm. But more and more, well, not more and more, but I have seen more examples of games when he's decided to just change that slightly and yeah. go for it in a different way. So Whitehawk. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitehawk, they weren't expecting us to do that. Mm. And, you know, I think, yes, you know, Ashford got the better, better of us twice. But I personally think that Whitehawk away was the hardest match. Yeah. of last season yeah. personally for me players might disagree you know but there is there is you know there's not it's not route one it's not oh no oh, 100% you know, try and get it on the big tall guy up the you know which we've all seen we've all seen that with our with our big football clubs yeah oh 100% um, let alone so for our level of football it's, it's a joy to watch but it's also it's something that will carry us I believe up the levels and I firmly believe that obviously uh, I, I think we're going to win the league yeah no, we, no but do, do you think we've got a cheeky little cup run in us well there's always a cheeky cup run in us hmm. um, there's always that I mean last year in the cup we were really unlucky Worthing I think it was Worthing wasn't it last year yeah. went to a replay and really you know if the linesman had had actually got a pair of glasses on. Yeah. You know, that, that replay would have gone to penalties and I think we probably
probably would have got something. Weymouth, a disallowed goal, which I thought was a bit questionable. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a perfectly good goal. Only lost one nil against the team two leagues above us. Yeah, it was and, a good, good, good showing. You know, near the top of that league, who actually has now got themselves promoted out of that league. So we really were, you know, unlucky in the sense that, you know, Weymouth was always going to be a tough draw. So but, you go to somewhere like Weymouth and you come away losing, you know, three yeah. or four, you just think, oh, well, you know, we've played a team two leagues above us. Yeah. But we were never going to. We went there believing we would beat them. Yeah. Absolutely believing we would beat them. And we're disappointed that we didn't. Well, quick. And that's a completely different mindset. Yeah. Mindsets of, of years gone by. Well, you know, it does it does come across to me. I mean, I, I don't know Chris at all, but like from he does come across to me as someone who would want that type of game. You know, he'd want that he want yeah. that team that's two leagues higher because um, he wants to test himself against better uh, opposition. Yeah, which he was, likes to, he likes a good test. You know, you can see that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, he would gladly talk to you on your podcast as well. You know, because he's well, that's fantastic. He's that kind of guy, but you know. He doesn't have a challenge, you know, and I think you've got to have a manager that does like a challenge, haven't you? Yeah, but you want someone who's hungry. It's like the the, yeah, play, yeah. It's like the, the players, isn't it? You know, like, we've obviously, like, like I've been I've been talking with Daniel Ajakai, uh, who obviously has moved up, and, mm-hmm. you know, you want you want people that are there for the right reasons, yeah. but also are in that position where they can go up the leagues. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we don't want a team of journeymen. You know, we want hungry players... Because that gives them a good example Absolutely. to the to the ones underneath that actually look, you're going to go through this club, you're going to get better, and if we can't, if we can't, which is the only reason we didn't go up was because of the, the obviously with COVID, uh, I'm convinced we would have gone up. That you know that if you can't progress with us, we're going to let you progress with someone else. Here's my chance to be controversial, I suppose. Go on, then. but um, we did not go up because of COVID. We went up because the league. Made a knee-jerk reaction. Well, yeah, yeah. To you know, to null and voiding when other leagues we have seen waited to see what happened and then finished it on. I know it's annoying. PPG. I mean, now you know, I don't run a league, so I have no idea what that entails. And people have to do the right decision at the, at the time. I personally was quite vocal about that decision. Yeah, I remember. I, I think Chris was as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah Chris, Chris had a few words. About yeah. <laughs> because it, 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 to us, it, it was just nonsensical. It was a cheap way out. Yeah. I mean, um, there's the yeah. other teams... There is other teams that like were spanking the league and and it got voided. I mean, it's it's a, it's a sad hope. I personally, my hope of hopes is that all the sides that should have gone up last year go up this year. But it sometimes it doesn't work like that, does it? No. And um, one thing, obviously, COVID has done is make it very challenging for some clubs to even exist, you know, maintain exist, let alone mm. maintain a budget level that they did the previous season. So it is going to be interesting when the league starts again to see, you know, who's got what. You know, I always say this, the first 10 games are where you really find it out. Um, but it's very true. So I notice we start off with, you know, Cray Valley again. Yeah. Um, although we've got them at home this time, they're not going to be an easy team to play. No, of course but not. Bring anyone to the pilot field and I absolutely believe that we will, you know, well, it's yeah. Really hard time. Well, the, the twelfth man will be out in force. So uh, yes, yes, um, and you know that's 
the atmosphere at the pilot field is great nowadays. You know, yeah. and it helps with crowds of, of you know seven hundred plus. Yeah. Oh well, of course. Yeah. The um, you know, and, we're, and hopefully we'll get back to that. Yeah. Sometimes. Some. For ladies last week. Well, yeah. Actually, I wanted for the women. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't. How actually, great was that? No, well it, was, well, it was, well, it's unbelievable. I would, one of the things I wanted to, I mean, do you mind, Pat, if I keep you for another five, ten minutes? Is that okay? Or do you need that's to go off and do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Cool. It's an incredible achievement to set up a viable squad in such a short space of time, you know, and, and the club seems to have really got behind it. Um, and there to been such a positive response. You know, you've just said they got, you know, straight off, cut a hundred. Yeah, I, I, I was, on that mark again for the next well, That's what I mean. It's, it's great. Um, you know, it's something that I've wanted for quite some time back at the football club, um, and you know, it, there was it was certainly being discussed. Um, Billy comes in, and you know, again, it was discussed, and Billy's very much right. We've got to do this. Yeah, which I was delighted with, and Billy has really, really put a lot into that, um, helping Amy and her team, you know, get off, get onto their feet, and get people in and get signings and they've made some great signings some really exciting players who you know I love this time of the season you know years and years ago you know you'd have to learn all the players names yeah. you know sometimes because new managers if they came in they would want to change and, you know we have such a, a stable flow of players now yeah. you know, because Chris has been able to develop his squad how he wants it yeah. So there's the odd change here and there. You know all the players. I'm learning, you know, all about the, the women's as we go along. Mm. Um, I've been able to, to watch them a couple of times now, and they play some really good football. Um, they, you know, they were playing um, Bay, who are team two Bay, two leagues above them on Saturday. Yeah. But once they settled down, they gave her Bay a really hard time. And I expect they'll do that with Hackney on Sunday. Yeah. No. It, it, it's just, you know, back to your point, actually, because I wanted off a bit there. You know, we want... You're allowed to, Pat. You're a director. You're a director. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just passionate about the club. You know, we want the women to have the same as the men. Yeah. In fact, actually, for the friendly, they're friendly. Last week, they had slightly more than the men because I um, accidentally got the wrong size coach. <laughs> <laughs> 17 of them went in the 53-seater, so... Oh wow! Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know, and we want we want them to to go to games properly prepared. Yeah. And to have you know, it's, and it's not about giving them kit and saying there you go. It's about them being yeah, a part of it. Part of the yeah. Because we want to appeal to the whole community. How can you do that without the women's side? You know, we've got the youth, we've got the academy, all functioning really well. The academy is really exciting. Yeah. Great products coming through. It was just that bit missing, which we've now got. So no, it's, it's just, that's really good. I mean, I'm, I, I haven't been out. I wasn't able because I, was, I couldn't see them last week. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm tr trying to drag along some of the family as well. I mean, obviously, with our our limits at the moment of mm. 200, but I yeah. mean, that just shows you where we are really. That, that there'd be a lot of clubs that are like we're not selling 200 tickets, whereas with us. They're they they they're gone normally. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. within a within a few days. On the subject of tickets and on the subject of the women's game, this Sunday, the sixth of September, Hastings women have got Hackney in the FA Cup. There's still available tickets on the Hastings website, which is HastingsUnited.com. 
or go to the club's Twitter page at Hastings UFC and if you could follow the links. Anyway, back to Pat. We join Pat again as he touches on the potential of our proposed move to Tyne Kiln and on leaving the pilot field. Well, I mean, the latest, as, as I know, is we're obviously waiting for the final plans to go into the council, but um, that again is, is Billy's department and obviously Darren may deal with that. So dates I couldn't tell you, but I know it's due to go in soon, very soon. Okay. The, um, your feelings on... I mean, because I do get this from a few fans. It, it was a bit like the badge on the shirt. Uh, great. I mean, I, I wasn't great with the um, the badge on the shirt, but yet I, I was one of the first people to buy the shirt. So, you know, it's... Um, but the um, leaving the pilot field, it's obviously mixed emotions, isn't it? Yeah. It's progress. It's progress, but... At the same time, you know, it's 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 a it is a in a in a way, but like it's it's a lovely old ground, and um, and compare it to most of the clubs that we go, you know, when we're going away, you you t- they tear their arm off for a ground like ours. But um, any any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I'll be sad about the pilot field because I've I've not, I suppose, spent the many years to be attached to it as, as some people have. You know, I know people have been there fifty, sixty years. But I'm still attached to it because, yeah. as you say, it's, it's almost an iconic stadium mm. in its own way, you know. But going back to what I said about, you know, custodians of something in a moment in time, we have to make sure that that is still there in another hundred years' time. Yeah. How to do that is best served by being at a, a purpose-built stadium that can generate its own, you know, generate more income. Yeah through all the facilities that it has that can become a hub for supporters because as our support grows our facilities need to grow Yeah, and of course that ground can grow there's capability for that capacity to increase as and when it's necessary so yeah. it's about building for the future oh, of course. sometimes as much as you love you know we all love the pilot field but it's just not going to be able to, to happen there Yeah, um, so Yes, it's very sad, but what's coming out of that is, is something that's going to be incredibly exciting. Yeah. You know, just an amazing development. And, you know, I'd say here and now, you know, um, amazing work by Darren Burney, but also David Nestling yeah. has, has put an awful lot of work into that. And, you know, now Billy's also putting his input in. So it really is an exciting, exciting time, I think, to be not just involved in the club, but be yeah no I, I completely agree I mean that, that's obviously some you know it's it's diff, change is difficult to some people and you know it, it, I mean, I'm thinking of a few people I've spoken to who have been going since like the early 80s uh, you know but it, you know it's it's progress yeah. it's it's progress and it is um, it's what we need um, Look, yeah and I get it I get why people feel like that you know and I certainly don't underestimate how they must feel because you know you do get attached to things yeah but then I think in a hundred years time there's going to be two people on the end of the phone having the same discussion I certainly well it won't be a phone will it it'll be I don't know or some kind of rocket charge <laughs> <Just satellite device, laughs> you know. but you know what I mean um, we have to, to make sure that, that, that Hastings United is viable the future yeah. and a long term Pat couldn't finish off this interview without talking about his beloved Leeds United. So, Sir Pat, your mighty Leeds stormed it 
in the end. Is 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 his picture up on your wall? I mean, the finest coach in all of Europe, or what? 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 Uh, well, he's behind Chris, obviously. But, um, behind Chris? Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably watched Facings United matches and learned how to do it. <laughs> um, he certainly, you know, he took a, a team of bang average championship players. Yeah. Um, we were being managed by, oh gosh, can't even Because you, you, you went for a few managers yeah. for a while, didn't you? We had you? about nine managers yeah. in two seasons. Um, and Heckingbottom, Paul Heckingbottom. Oh, not the one that was at Stoke, was it? Was he? Did he used to play for no, Stoke? No, was at Barnsley, I think. Oh, Barnsley. Uh, one of our Yorkshire rivals. And, you know, there we were, languishing in the in the lower half of the championship. Seriously, I think you know. I, I, at that time, I just thought, well, you know, we're going to be a less than average championship club for another few years. Bielsa comes in, and his style of football and his attention to training. Yeah, um, and the fitness levels, you know, propelled Leeds to the playoffs. But of course, there is that thing with the Bielsa teams that they then suddenly run out of steam, and Leeds did with about five or six games to go, and just dropped out of the automatics into the playoffs, and then of course lost the playoff to Derby. So this season we're motoring, we're going great. You know, Christmas time, really, really, we've been in the top two all the way since yeah. November. I've still got at the back of my mind. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to It's going to happen. Yeah. But of course, the season stopped, um, and batteries, I suppose, were recharged yeah. when Leeds came back. Actually, the first game we came back, we lost to Cardiff. Um, I hate that place. We always lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have no happy memories of going to Cardiff. I remember. Uh, it was, when was the last time I went? It was, oh Christ, it was in the late 80s, uh, and it was a cup game. Uh, we were pl- we were playing them QPR, and uh, Cardiff, uh, Cardiff fans outside the ground were throwing bottles of urine uh, onto, onto, onto us. So, uh, I'd, I'd, yeah, nice. So, um, really taking the, as they say. Taking the pill. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we do the Cardiff interesting game. But then we just didn't put a foot wrong after that. So Premiership Leeds and and the champagne will be drunk, but the champagne was going to be drunk with Leeds and Hastings as champions. So yeah, it's going to wait another nine months, and then yeah. I'll be able to drink oh it. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that's uh, then both both will be on. So the party, hey, it oh. will be a good one. But we, 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 we better. I suppose we better not get ahead of ourselves. Here I chop it up with longtime used fan John Wills about his memories of that cup run and amongst other things how much he is loving it down the pilot field these days. Yeah. We've got an FA Cup game coming up and it you know it just reminded us of uh, that wonderful cup run we had. Obviously this is the beginning of where we topped that. Obviously we're going to go past the third round this this uh, third round proper uh, this season. Yeah. I mean it's destiny isn't it? Well, we, we if anything less than a quarter final spot will be deemed as a failure. Well, it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, just they can start getting their suits sorted out. Exactly. But it just kind of reminds me of of obviously that that run we had, be it seven years ago now. I I, f- I forget how time flies. Yeah, yeah it's the twenty twelve thirteen season. The, the, the last like five six years before then, we'd gone out in like the first round. Obviously, you you actually managed to get to the Middlesbrough game. Yes, 
and um, you were, if it wasn't for you and your your son going, uh, there would have been 1066, which would have been very... Uh, 1066? Yes. Yeah. And I saw in the Daily Mail, it said, what a disappointment that two less didn't go, because it was 1068. <laughs> <laughs> that for putting you on a guilt trip, but it's that we we decide we'd finally decided the night before we can't miss this. Yeah. And so I phoned up um, Dan Willett, who was organised organised things for the supporters um, club then, and he got me the it was the last two seats on one of the coaches. Yeah. And. Um, so that was the night before, and then a few hours later, I, thought, I can't remember what time we met over there, it's probably about 5.30 or something, we were meeting for the coach trip. Yeah. Um, some, some ridiculous early hour, and, and that was it. We were on there for the 10-plus hour journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, give, give, us a kind of, give us a kind of feel of what it was like, what that sort of atmosphere was like going up. It was, it was great. I mean, first of all, we're, everyone was over there with um, kind of that 5.30 in the morning look. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you had the various local press and others just trying to interview people at that time. <laughs> so it gave, gave a good promotion of, of the town. Um, the people of the town, and uh, but it was it was it was exciting, yeah, um, to be in a convoy. And I remember stopping off at uh, one of the service stations, and there was like hundreds and hundreds of Hastings people. You know, it was just exciting. It felt like it was real part of part of something big that was happening yeah. to the club. Um, yeah, it was it was great, and of course one of the coaches broke down didn't it and caught fire so there was that added excitement was was that on that coach was that the play was that the players one that broke down no it was one of the supporters ones i remember the the harrogate game you know the game before you know the 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 pack the, the pilot field packed i mean it was just such an atmosphere i mean to be to be quite honest it was amazing. I mean, they, they for safety reasons, the police limited the ground to four. Was it four thousand yeah. and fifty? And yet they could have easily got another two thousand. All the oh, tickets yeah. went, and it was. It, I think that for me was uh, more amazing than actually being up at Middlesbrough. Although they were both phenomenal events, but just to see the pilot field packed out with that sort of crowd. I went in the. I was in the stand the first half, and then for the second half and penalties, I went over into the cow shed. Yeah. And it was just packed solid. You couldn't move, and just every. You know that you can imagine what the penalties were like. Well, yeah. No, I, I, I was down there, John. Um, that I did literally the the, the same thing. Um, watched in in the stands. Uh, the you know halfway line was watching the, the game and then obviously as when when well just before penalties mani- I managed to go behind the goal and I, I just I just one of the funniest things about it was obviously you know the goalie uh, Matt Armstrong Ford yeah na- naked butler 
<laughs> that was his line of work, wasn't it? <laughs> Get out of it. Anyway, the no, so we, obviously the, the Matt Armstrong form was obviously he was injured, you know, he, and, and he was playing injured. Heartbreaker because. Well, yeah, because he obviously he missed the, the Middlesbrough game. I, I think it took him about an hour and a half to get onto the pitch because he could only do a right turn. <laughs> but what well, was funny that, and they kept kicking it to his good side. I mean, he was so brave carrying on anyway. Amazing that if they perhaps they weren't aware of it, I don't know. Or... <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Well, maybe they they were just like rabbit in the headlights. I mean, and obviously when that look when that last goal went in for us. I mean the the seat the scenes are you know I, I, I don't know if you got on the pitch as well but I just remember I just I just remember running no, on. If it hadn't been for my arthritis, I probably would have done. Yeah, I mean it was just such it, so it nice. And I would have been on. It, no, it was just not you know it's just people genuinely ecstatic, wasn't it, for the yeah and the achievement. And just jumping around like silly sods, to be honest, it was quite funny to watch. That whole thing, what it showed is that the potential to have a big club well supported in the town is there. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, from 400 average home crowd, a bit of a glimpse of success like that, and suddenly you have over 4,000 at the pilot field, and then. You, you travel with over a thousand people, you know, so yeah. the, the potential was, is really there and that's what I think is, is good about the current drive, you know, from, from the players, the manager, the CEO, it's, it's really tapping into that, isn't it? It's, oh yeah, yeah, the, the potential's there. And, and, and I also think what they're doing right at the moment is is keeping that link with the supporters that have loyally gone through the the lean times, you know, but mm. I sort of remember from back in the 70s when I was at school going up to the pilot field and we were getting home gates of around the 600, which was higher than those around, you know, those on the same tier. Mm. Um, the big games were like Barnet then or Maidstone and um, yeah it just reminded me of that when some of the good old team um, Mickey Wesper, Malcolm Street uh, Jerry Armstrong all those those ones you know about Jerry Armstrong don't you? Uh, no I don't the, um, the keeper, he was our keeper really good keeper yeah. a lot of interest from bigger clubs but he Ended up as a Wimbledon um, umpire. Oh, well, tennis. And he was, yeah, and he was one of the ones that McEnroe abused. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so that famous when it, you know you can't be serious that that was a Hastings United ex-player being abused. Yeah, yeah it was uh, in that same sort. I remember at the pilot field breaking his arm one match and the ambulance coming onto the pitch. But that was the days when a mist would descend over the pilot field and all you'd remember from the game, because the football was that Don Reavy era of <laughs> football, but all you'd go for, you'd remember, you see this mist and you just see fists <laughs> exchanging 
blows in, in the centre circles, a mass fight almost every game. No, I'm probably exaggerating. Yeah. But it was, but it was still, it was a good feel to the club then. To, yeah, good. So you've been yeah. So I mean, we've gone a bit off topic. Topic, but w- w- you've 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 been going since when? Uh, Seventy four, something like that. So wow. around that time, yeah. Um, in particularly to do with the the cup run, I suppose it was. You know, I think we've spoken about some of it. It was just that that vast amount of supporters that went up. Just the feel that you had. Um, being up there, you know, singing while you're getting your pie and beer in the in the stands there. What's it? What's it like? Because I've um, at Middlesbrough, I, I, I used to go when it was Ayrson Park, so that was donkeys years ago. Um, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't been to the new stadium, and I wasn't able to get a ticket. I think, as I remember, I had a work and family stuff I couldn't get out of, so I couldn't yeah. go. Um, so, so what was the Riverside like? Well, it's like all new grounds. Um, it, because it was, uh, obviously it was a cup game against one of the, well, we the lowest tiered team um, for I don't know how long or to get to the third round. Um, but, of course, the ground, it wasn't packed by any means. And I think... We were singing at one point, your ground's too big for you, you know, and all that was coming out to me. So, the, the, the actual, the club was, you know, it, it was a nice club, you know, they made everyone feel welcome. Um, and and um, the thing was, that it was commented afterwards, one of the supporters, I think, was saying that it was the second highest away support that season. And the only oh what for mid for Middlesbrough, at yeah. Middlesbrough, at Middlesbrough, it's yeah. the second highest of and the only one above that was Leeds United. So well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Because up to Championship level, there's some big clubs there. If the rub of the green had gone slightly better for Hastings, we had a goal disallowed at a crucial time. I, I can't remember. It was Goldberg scored, but I think that would have taken us in at half-time, one all, put a bit more pressure on them. Oh yeah, you never know, um, do you? Going in 1-1. One, one. Lee, Lee, Lee Carey hits the post, and the, you know, there were, there were just a, a few few things that it could have gone slightly different, and that have been, I, I don't, I think 4-1 definitely flattered them from the effort that was put in. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think my biggest memory from the game is attacking their goal and they broke away nicely and um, was that image of Sean Ray flying back putting in this last goal against it was just perfect yeah. if he didn't time it perfectly it was a penalty yeah, anyway. yeah. if he didn't get there it was a, a goal to them but he was running back towards us supporters that you know which made it better as well He's still involved in a, in a capacity with with us now. I think with the youth, is it like I think with the under 11s or under 13s? Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, and that's and that's nice to see. Whenever he was coming out for a clearing header, you know he he was headering that ball, but he's also taking about three or four people with him because no one's stopping him when he's uh, <laughs> going for the ball. It's kind of the spirit that you need at the club that motivates others, doesn't it? If oh yeah. 
games going through a lull, you know, you got that that fire and determination that can mm. really spark things yeah. our way again. What's happening at the moment at the club with Georgian Co, you know, with the drum and and getting that that atmosphere going is so important and you know, there's gotta be credit given there, hasn't there, to all the lads that are oh, like, the ones that Yeah, particularly Joe oh no, obviously you know, Joe and George in particular really um the, it's almost a, it, well you know it's almost a different game if they're not there you know and um yeah. I mean it's just I, I, I think they don't realize I think the one thing I would say is I, I think they don't realize how much we appreciate them yeah um yeah. and how the you know how important it is for the club and the players and they need that rec- you know that recognition is is warranted you know because um it's it's brought appreciation from the players, hasn't it? And the manager. Yeah. And it, it's that you need to get that sort of spirit going in the club when you've got that type of support. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of uh, Joe and his, um, the techniques he learned from uh, the, the, the great captain of uh, Australia, Steve Waugh, the uh, mental disintegration techniques that he uses on the goalkeepers. Of the various yeah. opposing teams. Uh, yeah, but they do. But on the other hand, they do get the occasional bunch of flowers, don't they? Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you know that if they know they suffer from hay fever. <laughs> no, it's just a nice bunch, and I know, and I, you know, I know because I, obviously I stand with you in the in the ground, John. That, but like the, the the team has been playing such great football over the last few years. And yes, yeah. yeah t- I think, think that was one of the other things I wanted to say. If you ever hear anyone having a bit of a moan up there about sideways football or something, they obviously went through all these terrible eras where the football was so boring. And it's, it's a spectacular at the moment. I think the last two or three seasons to watch. Yeah. No. So um, I never moan about that. The the actual standard of football is really high. Yeah, that's it. It's just a, a great time to be um, going up there supporting the lads, and and long may it continue. Really. Any any closing thoughts? You know, I've dipped in and out over all these years. I've been supporting, but this is uh, unmissable at the moment. The the drive in the club. The enthusiasm which is coming from from the top, and meeting the enthusiasm in with the the supporters at the moment, and I think it's just that got to keep that strong link between the supporters and the team and the management, and that that's going to continue with the success that we have. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to get involved or want to make any input, it's really important I hear from you fellow fans. And the email is hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at hufcpodcast. That's at hufcpodcasts. I look forward to hearing from you. I've been your host, Chris Laverick. 
have a good week and see you at the game.